Welcome to We Are the Guard, the Arkansas National Guard's podcast. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Brian Mason, the State Public Affairs Officer, and glad to be your host. This episode will continue our series of Women in Command, and today we feature Lieutenant Colonel Kenda Garrett. Glad to have you on the program today, Kenda. Can you tell us more about yourself? I'm Lieutenant Colonel Kenda Garrett. I'm the commander of the 189th Operations Support Squadron, part of the 189th Airlift Wing over at Little Rock Air Force Base. I joined the military in 2002 via the Air Force Academy. Um, I'm currently, like I said, the commander of the Operations Support Squadron. We have seven different sections of about 50 airmen um, that we provide support um, to our flying training squadron in all their daily flying operations. Uh, we provide life support equipment and training to students in permanent party. Uh, we provide initial and annual flying training. We provide international training to our engineer and loadmaster partners. And we do a lot of on-base coordination with other agencies to support our daily flying operations. Welcome to We Are the Guard and congratulations on your command. So what is it like being in command of such a diverse squadron? And what are some of your best moments being in command? So the absolute best part is watching my folks be rewarded for the job that they're doing. The F2 mission is a little bit of a grind, same thing day in, day out. Um, but seeing my folks get recognized for their motivation and the commitment to supporting the mission um, is the absolute best part. Can you describe the most challenging part of your job as a commander? I think it's walking through life's challenges, both on and off duty with my folks and being the leader and the commander that they need um, through those challenges. Uh, life throws us curveballs um, that we sometimes have trouble navigating um, and it can be really stressful. So hopefully um, working through it together with them, but that is one of our biggest, my biggest challenge. Well, being in command certainly has its many challenges. And I bet you never really feel like you're off duty, so to speak. Can you tell us about your support structures and how you recharge those internal batteries? So my husband and I have been married for 15 years. Um, he's put up with me for that long, which I'm very grateful for. And then I'm also the parents of two little girls who are five and eight. Um, and then obviously being the commander of the squadron, um, I could not do it without my husband's support. Um, he's... He's the reason that I'm here um, and that I've been able to get to this point in my life and my career, um, and I couldn't do it without him. Uh, we're, we're a team. Um, we call ourselves Team Garrett, and it's him and I and our two girls, um, and we, we rely on each other um, to get, get our daily job done, whether it's at home or at work. Is he in command as well? He is not. He's a United Methodist minister. So... You both came into the service, right? We did. So he did five years. Um, the running joke is he couldn't hold a job. Um, he <laughs> taught at the Air Force Academy and their athletic department for a year. And then he worked in the operational measurement squadron at Randolph Air Force Base for a year. Um, and then we got married and we moved to Alaska. And he was a contracting officer where he bought toilet paper. Um, for the Air Force and other things, of course. Um, and then he decided that um, he had a call into ministry and he separated from the Air Force and has been on that path ever since we moved here. A lot of schooling for him. A lot of schooling. He actually just graduated in December with a Master's of Divinity um, right. from SMU down in Dallas. I see. So we're 
Super excited. Well, congratulations to both of you. Thanks. How did you decide to join? And let's hear your recruiting pitch to some young women who might be considering a career in the military. Well, if you'd asked my mom when I told her that I wanted to go to the Air Force Academy, she probably would have said that was not her first choice for me. Um, and I think that it's important um, for young girls um, and young gentlemen as well to see women who are successful, not just in the military, but in whatever career field they're in. So um, the military has afforded me a lot of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, I grew up in a small town um, on a dairy farm and a lot of similar um, similarities to Arkansas. And I never would have been able to fly airplanes, um, travel, see the world, um, get a degree had it not been for the opportunities I had in the military. Did you experience a culture shock? And can you discuss how you see the military culture and its evolution throughout your career? I will say when I first joined the military, I just wanted to fit in and just be be one of the guys and not stick out. And I realized as time has gone on that it's okay to be me um, and that I bring to the fight maybe a different perspective, and that's okay. Um, and I think as our culture has evolved, um, it's allowed us to be more accepting, if you will, of everyone's different um, perspectives and where they come from and that diversity that makes us great. Um, so I think as it continues to evolve and we see um, – you know, more in this particular instance, more women in leadership positions. And um, it's it's a good thing. And it's it's bringing um, different perspectives that are are unique and are needed to make our culture stronger. Is there one thing that best prepared you to get where you are today? And if not one thing, you know, what are the multiple things that prepared you uh, for a very challenging career and a successful career? I think for me, it's having family and friends that have been supportive. Um, I couldn't have done it without them. Um, your next interviewee is one of the reasons. Um, she's been a great friend and someone I could bounce crazy ideas off of. Um, I certainly couldn't have done it, obviously, without my husband um, and my parents, even though my mom had her doubts. Um, they never once told me I couldn't do it. And for that, um, I'm extremely exceptionally grateful. Um, so, you know, allowing me to chase dreams, however crazy they were, um, and being supportive of that, um, allowed me to get, to get here. When you come in the military, whether you come from a large family background or a small one, your family expands exponentially once you're in, right? Absolutely. One of my husband's biggest, um, observations was when he left the military was that the people were what he missed the most. Um, and I, I absolutely agree with that. It's the people that make it, um, you know, the, we've forged friendships that are going to last longer than I last in the military. Um, and which is, which is amazing. And I'm, I'm very grateful for. Your airmen are undoubtedly listening. Is there anything you'd like to say to them on this podcast? I mean, I'm sure there may be a few that you don't get the opportunity to talk to frequently enough. Well, I've got some DSGs, uh, Master Sergeant Wells in AFE. She's uh, 
a cop on the outside and she comes out on the weekends um, and has some just amazing stories. And I appreciate her experience and uh, what she does on a daily basis when she's not wearing at least this uniform. Um, I have a senior airman in my arms office, and I think he's my youngest member, and he comes out every day, has a great attitude, willing to learn, um, and he's he's the example of the kid out of high school and wasn't sure exactly what he wanted to do, joined the Guard, is getting school paid for, and now he has an opportunity to go pursue whatever, whatever his follow-on dreams end up being. Um, uh, let's see, Master Sergeant Hawkins, I put her on the spot because um, she's my interim superintendent um, in a pretty, some pretty challenging situations. So, and I appreciate what she does for me every day. We're talking again with Lieutenant Colonel Garrett. Uh, she's assigned to the 189th Airlift Wing. Ma'am, when you first assumed command, you probably took a look at the command climate survey. And there's a lot of tough subjects uh, in those surveys that need to be addressed. Uh, tough words like racism, sexism, maybe even harassment. What do you focus in on in those command climate surveys in order to change the climate if it's required in your unit? So every time we change commanders, it's required we take the climate survey. And we can all count on how many commanders we've had, how many surveys we've taken, but nobody ever really talks about what the results, if you will, of the survey are. And when I was looking at our results and some of the comments that were said, um, some of them were kind of concerning. And I felt like we needed to talk about some of those uncomfortable statements and comments that were made. Um, and I kind of owed it to the squadron to talk about the climate survey that we take every single time we do a change of command. Um, and there were some concerning things regarding racism, sexism, and harassment. And what I told them was, we're not going to tolerate it. Um, if we see it or we hear it, we're going to hold people accountable. Um, I really believe that accountability for people's words and their actions um, is it's my responsibility. It's their responsibility. Um, we can't make be the change we want to see and that we need um, unless we're holding people accountable. Um, and we're going to hold them responsible for, for those actions and the words that they say. Um, and if we're going to make positive change, it starts with us. It starts with me. It starts with them. Um, it starts with building trust and Again, not not tolerating those those words, those actions. Um, and I told him there's there's a song, and it's "Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me." And whether it's peace, justice, equality, um, let it begin with me and them and us, um, and work towards towards those things together, um, so that we can we can be a better. Operation Support Squadron. We can be a better operations group, better, better person, better wing, um, and be more inclusive and promote diversity and um, be be the be the people and the wing we want to be. We're speaking with 
Lieutenant Colonel Kenda Garrett, Commander in the 189th Airlift Wing. Ma'am, thank you so much for joining us on We Are the Guard. Thanks. Thanks.